Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Chris Mannix, if you're the Jazz, do you just tweak this thing or do you look for some sort of major deal to make? I think tweaking is enough. You know, I don't consider re-signing Mike Conley tweaking. That's fundamental. He has to come back or else this thing is going to take a massive step back. But there's really not a lot of glaring weaknesses to this Jazz team. Mitchell can take over games. The Clippers are a bad matchup for Gobert. That's something they have to fix if they do want to face the Clippers down the line. But Rudy Gobert is still a dominant center. He just needed to nibble around the fringes a little bit, find more depth at key positions, and roll with it. This season was disappointing the way it ended for Utah, but it doesn't say this team is fundamentally flawed. It says they just need to make some minor moves and make sure you bring back Mike Conley. All right, let's let's talk broad NBA offseason, Gordon, because there's a couple things with the Jazz that I think we agree on. Uh, feel free to correct me if I, okay. I get any of this wrong, but I think you and I both throw the Jazz offseason into the tinkering category you heard yeah. Chris, Chris talking about there, and I think we both think that they are better than they were last year. By how much is debatable, I don't, I don't think either one of us thinks it's a huge, you know, they're automatically the favorite in the NBA now, but think that they're a better squad than they were last year. Is that fair? Exactly. Um, the rest of the NBA, I honestly don't think the offseason could have broken any better for the Jazz in the Western Conference, looking around the conference as a whole. And we can move to the East because it's a little bit of a different story in the East. But, but in the Western Conference, let's start here. Is there a team that was a playoff team or a good team, however you want to categorize it last year, in the Western Conference that got better? Hmm. Let's start. Let's start off with the obvious one. You think the Lakers are better this year than they were? A last lot year. of people seem to, but I'm not as convinced of it as others. I mean, I think there are times when Russell Westbrook has caused certain teams a lot of trouble, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm not sure that I'm buying in on that. I a lot of people have said there's only one basketball, so how are you going to work that with? Uh, uh, LeBron, who is an unselfish player, but uh, you need him to be somewhat dominant at times. AD is a terrific player. You want him taking shots. Do you want Russell Westbrook doing the Westbrook thing? Not really. So at very least, I think the Lakers are, I think they're the same as they were last year with all the roster turnover. You know, I'm not buying Carmelo Anthony is going to be the difference maker for a for a title for them. If one thing, they just swapped one surrounding cast for another. I don't know if I don't think Westbrook solves the issues that the Lakers had last year. We'll see what happens if AD and LeBron get through the season healthy because that remains the key for them. I don't think Westbrook uh, puts them over the top. I'm with you, Gordon. If they are better, it's not by a ton, and it's certainly arguable, right? Yes. Let's let's uh, talk a little bit about the rest of it. But the you way. know what's going to happen. P- people are going to say, "Oh, watch out for the Lakers." Yeah. Well, yes, uh, we know that's coming. I mean, PK himself will will get that message out loud and clear. But I don't know. They're, they're certainly a, a title contender, right? I mean, the yes. same as they were last year. Well, so, anytime you have those two players, I mean, you're you're a bit of a problem for everybody. Fine, as I'll, long as they're healthy. I'll buy into that argument, but I don't know if they're a whole lot better than they were last year. Other Western Conference contenders, I don't think De- Denver certainly is no better than they were last year. In fact, they're going to be stuck waiting on Jamal Murray uh, to get back in healthy, so we'll see how long that takes. But they didn't make some magical move to all of a sudden make them better. They made that move at the trade deadline with Aaron Gordon, and that was... 
somewhat impactful at best, but I don't think they got better this offseason. Um, they will get better just by being healthy. Like Right, when that happens. Yeah. Uh, Portland has done a whole lot of nothing. I don't consider the poor, and, and neither does Damian Lillard. Well, doesn't really consider, consider them true contenders. Well, I don't know what, what Damian Lillard thinks. He's he's. I don't, this is the most uh, what uh, smoke we've seen out of his camp ever, but he still <laughs> is staying with the Blazers. That's what he said at the Olympics, so he isn't forcing a trade. But I honestly thought that they would move C.J. McCollum and just try to reshuffle the deck uh, in if in desperation, if nothing else. Well, but, that's because but, they have redundancy in positions that are at least some redundancy. It's, it's a tricky thing because – you need redundancy at times, you know? I mean, that, that that's not necessarily a bad thing to have, but when you have holes elsewhere, it can be a bit of a problem. Well, here's the argument to, to Flip McCollum, if if nothing else in my opinion. Actually, two. One, he has value. You can, you can get value in return for him because he's an upper echelon NBA player. It may not be an all-star per se or an all-NBA player, but he's still really good. Yeah. So you can get you can get value for him. If I'm Portland, I need somebody who's going to play defense because Damian Lillard's not. And I don't think Which CJ I don't Mc- understand, really. But. I, I don't think C.J. McCollum is, is really that guy. So I might try to reshuffle the deck. Portland did not. They're, they're running it back, I guess. So I don't know about that. You know, Dallas's big offseason move was retaining uh, Luca, but Porzingis doesn't fit with Luca, and he they could flip him. They haven't done anything with him. They missed on Kyle Lowry. They missed on Mike Conley. Right. They haven't gotten any better. Don't think so. And I don't think that giving the ball to uh, one player and allowing that player to dominate the game is really that effective these days. Not with the talent that's around the league, and uh, Luke is a heck of a player. But when the when the opposing team knows he's got the ball in his hands all the time, I, I think there are ways to to get around that. I'll acknowledge that playing that way is going to work when I see it. Even the great Michael Jordan, even LeBron, uh, they didn't do it all themselves. Right. And good point. And have 100% of the offense running through them 100% of the time. It did not work with James Harden. If it works with Luka, I guess I'll I'll eat my words. I mean, Austin and I were talking before the show, Damian Lillard uh, plays a little bit that way. And I don't know, you know, maybe he adjusts his playing style if they get a new, a different type of player in there. But... I don't know. I don't. I'm with you. I don't know if that's going to work. I'll believe that when I see it. Mm-hmm. But certainly, I don't think Porzingis is a good match for him. And Porzingis is already complaining about it. So they they haven't done anything about that. True. I almost get the feeling that Doncic doesn't. He looks at Porzingis and just says, "I mean, he may not say this, but the body language is like, hey, you're not a whole lot of use to me." Well, maybe it is a respect thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe it's uh, Luca knows <laughs> what Chris Stapps is capable of and isn't satisfied with that, or or their games aren't a fit, or whatever nice bow you want to tie around it. But they haven't done anything about that problem. So think, think about how good Doncic would be if he had another star alongside. But him. would he? If would he give him the ball, or well, would it be I, like I, a James Harden, he, Russell Westbrook thing, or a James yeah, Harden, Chris Paul? thing? I don't know the answer to that question. I would think that he's pretty smart and he understands. That it would be nice for him to have some help, 
and not just selective help when he feels like giving up the ball. Ah, there is the there is the the crux of the argument yeah. right there, right? Because of Porzingis's complaint, in a sense, is is that I'm just standing here picking my nose. I, I'll I'll tell you a team that I think did improve, but they're not in the West. Well, should we get to the East coming up next? Because yeah. the East might be a little bit of a different story, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Okay. But in the West, which directly impacts the Jazz, I don't think anybody really got better. No, and that's why the Jazz, like you were talking about, the Jazz um, holding the ground that they've already won and then maybe gaining a little more ground it is a smart move. I mean, there have been years when you look around the conference and you think, oh, wow, that team really got better. What are the Jazz going to do with that? Yeah. Or you look at another team and say, oh, I don't know how that, you know, when the Suns got Chris Paul, you think, okay, uh, what can the Jazz do to get better? And this is a year where I, I, I see mostly status quo. I know the Rus- Russell Westbrook thing was a big deal, and we'll see how it goes. But I think the Jazz edged in a positive direction as much as anybody, and probably more. You mentioned Phoenix. Uh, they didn't get any better either. And maybe they're still good. I mean, they went to the finals, but they, they didn't get They can get, get better. better organically. Yeah, but okay. And then the Clippers. They didn't do anything either. And Kawhi's going to likely miss most, if not all, of next year. So, I mean, for those who argued that last year was the Jazz' only chance because the door was wide open or whatever, um, I think it's still going to be wide open. Oh, and Golden State. Everybody's talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, and Golden Clay, State, definitely. And Clay yeah. Thompson comes back, yes. makes them better. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I would call them the favorite in the West. I'd, I'd say they're probably still, until they prove otherwise, you know, middle-of-the-road playoff team. Uh, I think they're better than that. I think Why? They didn't, I, they didn't solve the Wiggins problem? No, but they're, they're I mean, having Clay Thompson fully healthy, if he is, alongside Steph... Uh, hey, I were they one player away last year? They still have Draymond. Were right? they one I mean, player away last year? They weren't. They were more than that. Uh, yeah, I suppose they they played pretty well down the stretch. What did they finish? I don't know. I forgot. Ranked what in the West? The Warriors. Weren't they ninth, tenth? Like anyway, Clay Thompson. He's he's a difference. But were they one player away last year? They were nine. Tough to say, but but I don't I, think I, they go from nine to one. When just the Jazz, when the, when the Jazz play the Warriors this next season, those games will be extremely dangerous. All right, there's an Eastern Conference team that you like their offseason. Well, Miami. Uh, I think Miami is better, don't you? So I really like them locking up Jimmy Butler long term because I think he's going to be a pretty good player for a while. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. What do you think? How much does Kyle Lowry have in the tank? Because I, I don't think it, I'm not equating it to the Suns Chris Paul move. He's good though. I think he's is good. Is he still? How good? old is Kyle now? Thirty. Oh man, it was a big topic of conversation. I think he's 35. Three year deal, ninety million dollars. Man, Mike Conley comes cheap compared to that. Right. Exactly. Cheaper. He's 35. So. So I mean, how impactful of a move? I mean. And maybe it is. I I I thought Miami underachieved last year. I thought that they were better than they showed. So is this the move that puts them back in the Eastern Conference title contention? I just don't know. Mike or uh, Kyle Lowry, two years ago. But how much of Toronto falling off the map had to do with Kyle Lowry getting old? 
and how much of it had to do with them being under-talented. Because the, the year number one after Kawhi, Kawhi left, you'll remember they were still pretty good. Last year, not so much. Yeah. Well, you bring up a point here that is, is what makes this so fascinating. One, what's left in the tank? Two, how will it fit together in a new environment? I mean, the Heat, they, they paid Duncan Robinson all that money? You know, what was it, five years? Like this, I think his was $90 million too, wasn't it? Uh, something like that. The highest uh, contract for an undrafted player ever, which is pretty cool. And they bring in P.J. Tucker? I Well, I like him as a role player, certainly. Um, the thing with Kyle Lowry, I bet he fits in in the locker room fine because he seems like he's been that type of player throughout his career. Uh-huh. Savvy basketball player, so on the floor I would guess he, he fits in fine too. But the problem is, is how well can he fit in, right? I mean, if he's somebody who can't guard anybody and has lost a step offensively and it can't be the player that he's been, it doesn't matter how seamless the transition has been. He's just not capable of doing it, which we've seen. But last year, just last year with Chris Paul, he was fine. So I don't know. That's a a delicate question because players are different, right? Okay, I got another one for you. Okay. The Chicago Bulls. Did you like what I mean? What do you think of Lonzo Ball? Mm, I don't, I mean, I think he's an NBA player. <laughs> Matching up Does with Zach Levine in the backcourt, and then you add Vucevic. So I like Vucevic. Uh, Zach Levine, I am not as high on as others. Lonzo Ball isn't really doing that for me. I don't. I don't know. What do they do with Laurie Markkinen? That's a good question. So do they flip him for something because he's got value? He obviously doesn't want to play there anymore. I see. But he's I, a restricted free agent. See, I think he's good, but I haven't watched him on the reg. But the, when I have seen him, I I think he's a guy who could help you win. He was okay last year. He'd been underwhelming years previous. He shot. He finally shot forty percent from three last year, which is a nice number. But he's a complete defensive minus. So, is he making enough shots to make him worth playing? <laughs> I don't know. Because you're not getting that from Vucevic. I mean, they strike me as a team that lacks some toughness and some defense. But Lonzo plays defense. I mean, I, I don't want to sell him short there. His his shortcomings come in other areas that I don't know if he can fix. He's worked on them, though. Ben Simmons hasn't worked on his shot. At least Lonzo has. Have you noticed how... Dad is kind of, as far as I know, he's sort of quieted down as his some of his sons have gotten better. Well, I think son number two not being as good took a little luster off his claims. Maybe that was part of it. Uh, and his shoe brand failed. Does he still have a uh, reality show? I mean, he was all about marketing. That's what yeah. people. He was. He wanted to parlay the, you know, the boys' basketball talents into as much dough as he could. And I don't think it's quite gone how he. Envisioned. Well, it's. Well, I, re- I remember having conversations with you saying, would you draft or would you acquire one of the ball boys? You know? And it was, a, it, was, it was a sincere question. Well, at the time, my answer was no, but things have changed a little bit. Certainly, the. I want to make sure it's, it's LiAngelo who's in Charlotte, right? I mean, he, he looks like a promising player. Um, no, LaMelo's in Charlotte. LiAngelo's uh, uh, ball number two. Um, so, who knows? I mean, Charlotte's certainly not regretting drafting him because of yeah. old man ball. I still think that, that old man ball was a genius. <laughs> old man ball. 
I do. I think he was a genius. He got his son picked number two in the draft to the only market that he wanted to go to and didn't even work out for other teams. Just said, this is where we're going. And was he the second best player in that draft? Not even close. <laughs> and do you think it was because of uh, what's in Lavar? Yeah, that's the old man. Old man Paul, are you kidding me? That how can the it, only reason anybody can, knew it was kid was? How can NBA executives fall for that crap? It wasn't just because it was any Magic Johnson, an NBA executive. It was Buck. <laughs> Okay. Well, and I mean, if you want to talk about it, why NBA executives would get duped into something like that? Because it's worked for the Lakers before. Kobe Bryant essentially did the exact same thing. Yes, he did, and it worked out quite well. Well, I mean, he was a heck of a and player. And <laughs> the brilliant, well, the brilliant part of that was is the Lakers were nowhere near able to draft Kobe Bryant but yeah. because of the "I'm only going to go play in L.A." He fell to the teens, I believe, to Charlotte. It could have been twelve. Was it 13? He follows to Charlotte at 13, and they flip him for Vladi Divox because they found somebody who wanted Vladi Divox and said, okay, draft this guy for us. So Kobe did the same thing, and it worked out really, really well for the Lakers. So I, I don't figured know if, that Kobe didn't smoke three packs a day, so it would probably be a good thing. Hey, Vladi was a good player when that happened. Vladi was a good player well after that. That was before the Sacramento times. All right. You don't think Vladi Divox was a good basketball oh, no, player? No, he was good. He was good in a limited sort of way. He was a starting center for over a decade. <laughs> okay. All right. Jeez, I'd hate to—what's good? <laughs> he was all right. He was all right. He's all right. I'll leave it at that. Let me ask—can we wrap this up, this discussion up with okay. this question to uh-huh. our listeners? Are you more excited about seeing what the Utah Jazz can do in the 21-22 season than you were before the 2021 season? Well, that, I because think- there was a lot of excitement around what the Jazz might do this last year, and uh, and uh, during the regular season, I mean, it looked pretty darn good. Is this year, in your mind, as a Jazz fan, looking? Even better. Well, I think there's a simple answer to that question. Well, the answer is yes, because nobody had any idea they were going to finish with the best record in the league last year. Nobody would. But have there was still that. quite a bit of excitement. They, around they were the excited team. to see, but there weren't any major changes before last year, really either. But okay, but are you are you including the fact that the Jazz were so disappointed about what happened in the postseason? So I, I think there are some Jazz fans out there going. Oh, what's the use? No matter how good they are in the regular season, they're not going to get it done in the postseason. And that may play a factor in answering the question that I just asked. I I think they're better. I, I just don't know whether fans are as hyped up. Well, they lost to the Nuggets in a pretty brutal fashion before last year, too. Yeah, and remember, they lost three straight, and the Jazz player said that will never happen again. And it didn't happen in the first round, but it was even worse in the second. Now, there was all kinds of circumstances to deal with, namely health. But well, I would the say- Jazz had the misfortune of getting hurt right at the most important time of the season. And, you know, the, the Lakers suffered in a similar fashion, and other, other teams did as well. But anyway— just something to think about. If 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 our listeners could answer that question, I'd be I'd be interested in finding out where Jazz fans are with this team looking at it now. 
All right, that's the split story of the day brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.